Hey, this is Sharon Srivats. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by The Real Brokerage. The Real is the fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world. So if you're a real estate agent anywhere in North America and you're looking for a platform that is filled with culture, great opportunities on the economic model, and a way to build legacy, go to joinreal.com and check it out to see if this is uh, exciting for you. This episode is a special one, and I take you to the concept of inside-out marketing. Inside-out marketing. I'm showing you how you can convert boring work to sexy marketing for free. Think about that. How to convert boring work to sexy marketing for you. I got three big ideas that are extremely tactical, and I break them down step-by-step step for you, all starting right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to convert boring work to sexy marketing for free. I Imagine that. Imagine taking all the day-to-day -day boring work that we do and convert it into sexy marketing for free. The number one issue that I've seen is that people want to spend time uh, separated from what they do and they say, mm, how do I actually create marketing? How do I actually come up with new messaging? How do I come up with new content? And I'm going to show you today that all the... All the day-to-day -day work that we do can easily be repurposed and reimagined as really sexy and um, impactful marketing. And I want to show you how to do that. And that's exactly the purpose of this episode. I'm going to take you through behind the scenes and share that with you. I've got three big pieces of the puzzle for you today. Number one, how to use the treasure trove of content method. Number two, think about tools without instructions. And number three, think of stories as parables. Those are the three things I'm going to talk to you about and how you can instantly use a method like this to never have to stop to think about marketing again, but just utilize what you already do to think about marketing. Now, here, here's, this is a crazy story and I want you to think about it. If you are in the content game in any way, this is how this idea came up for me. If you're in the content game in any way, you probably know of Gary Vaynerchuk. And something interesting happened uh, that I learned about how Gary does his content production. So if you remember, there was this app called Clubhouse that came on maybe two, three years ago. It got popular during the pandemic. And everybody was on Clubhouse. It was this new audio hot thing. They thought this was going to change the world. Clearly it didn't, but it's still doing okay. And while one of the things about Clubhouse that was interesting was everybody was live and on an audio format. So everyone was live on Clubhouse. Like every single person had to be there live to actually talk. It was not a posted pieces of content, uh, content on YouTube or it was not a posted piece of content on social media like Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. You had to be live, right? And I realized Clubhouse was a disaster 
for Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy who talked about Clubhouse, who talked about ideas, who then I figured out that he was never, he was almost never on Clubhouse. And I said, how is this guy who actually is the media content creation evangelist, why is he talking about Clubhouse as a popular medium and a positive medium, but he can't be on Clubhouse? And then I realized that when he said in an interview, which I thought I'm super grateful as to how honest he was, he's like, I, my life is not built for Clubhouse. And I, I wanted to see what that meant. And he says, uh, I built my entire content creation uh, engine around not being asynchronous. So when, when Gary goes out uh, to speak at an event, if you have noticed and ever been at a Gary Vaynerchuk event, he'll do like 10, 15 minutes of a keynote, of a 90-minute keynote, uh, talking about kind of the broad market and the things that he's thinking about right now, which is completely unprepared. There are no slides. There's nothing that he's ever done. I've never seen him use any of that. He just shows up and he talks about what's live on his mind right now and how we should all be empathetic and we should all make, make more content. That's all he talks about. And then he spends the next kind of hour or more taking questions from the audience. If you think about it, what he does is, all those are video, all those are taped, right? All those are ca captured. And all his content, if you notice, is all Q&A and um, that is repurposed from all his speaking. If you also notice whenever he's in the office, he's got a camera on him and all his content is repurposed for the meetings that he actually takes. Uh, the other content is, is is all the recorded Zoom calls that he does. He has found a way to take everything that he does to make it recorded and um, to create and you reutilize all of that as content. Now, you and I may not be able to have someone, you know, videoing us and being around us all the time. It may actually even be freaky to have that. But the the, the thing that I want to kind of share with you is his idea of like, you know, well, he says, you know, do document, don't create. He's like documenting his life instead of creating something new, which I think is really powerful. And I want to take this documentation to an, another level, which is how do you use your daily work as marketing? That's what I want to get to. Like, how do you use the things? So a lot of times what we do is we're like, hey, let me go do some marketing. And then let me do some marketing that creates some leads. And now I'm going to go service those leads. I'm going to meet with my clients. I'm going to do the work associated with that. And people are like, oh, if I spend all my time doing marketing, when will I actually have time to do the work? And that's what people always ask me. And I'm like, how how amazing would it be if your work becomes your marketing and then you have ultimate leverage in what you do because you get paid to work and what you get paid for becomes marketing. It's a really subtle thing, but if you can actually make that work for you, it changes everything dramatically because it helps you produce content at scale uh, by doing what you normally do, by doing what you love to do, by doing what you're good at doing. And people can actually see what you're good at. The best ideas, I'll say again, the best ideas are inside your work. The best ideas are inside your work. You stopping and looking at a camera and thinking, what should I create content about today? Like you will never bring out your best idea. Your best ideas are created as a product of your work. And if we can find a way to extract those and showcase them to the world, even though you think that they're boring, it turns around and can become really, really powerful because it showcases what you do day to day. So that that is the preamble. Let me get into part one of this idea, which is the uh, the treasure trove of content method. Number one, uh, all of us in some way have customers or clients uh, in, in, so we either have something that we build, make, sell or service or product or service, right? Uh, but we all get questions in some way. Every question that a client asks you can be used for content creation, right? So if you're thinking about like, what do you want to create content about? You just look in your email 
look at your email right now and just say, hey, look at your email from a client. There's probably some frustration, some inquiry, some piece of gratitude that came from a client. The question may look like, hey, hey, Sharon, how do you do blank? Or hey, Sharon, you told me blank, blank, and blank, and now that created X and Y result. Or hey, Sharon, uh, could we in the future talk about blank? All of those things, all of those blanks are real live content stories and questions that are coming from your perfect avatar. Clients that already pay you money are basically saying, here's a question that I have. Now, if we make content based on those questions, we attract better clients because our best clients come from our best clients, right? That is the idea. So instead of creating content that you think your client may be interested, client avatar may be interested in, just answer the questions that your clients already ask you. That's the entire idea. And even if you think that is confidential, if you're an attorney or a CPA or your real estate agent, and you think that's very attorney and uh, that's very client specific, that's fine. Stop and take the lesson or idea from that and say, hey, today I was talking to one of my clients and we talked about this idea and this was the situation and this is the way we solve the situation. If you are thinking about a situation like this and you have this question, just pop it to me and this is exactly what I would do. What you're doing is you're showcasing, you're creating content by showcasing expertise of the things that you already do anyway. And that is so, so powerful. So look in your email right now and use the same language as what the client asked you. You don't have to create, you don't have to paraphrase the client. If a client sends me an email and say, hey, Sharon, I'm a real estate agent in Billings, Montana, and I am new to the business. I've just started being in the real estate business for the last 12 months. I've done only one to two deals. I'm trying to figure out how to actually grow a geographic farming market where I can target a particular neighborhood. What suggestions do you have? My how I would approach that is I literally would say, uh, I'm thinking about starting a geographic farming in a local neighborhood. What suggestions do you have? I would use the same language as the client. I would not say four ways to make geographic farming. Like I don't want to come up with a different hook. I want to use the same language that a client has asked me and answer that because if, if my best clients ask me that, my best clients that I'm going to attract are going to ask me the same question. In fact, you can take exactly that question if you don't like it for some reason, and you can put it in chat GPT. You can put it in some kind of AI and say, hey, give me a video script to answer this question. Give me an email script to answer this question. Uh, give me a blog to answer this question. Now, uh, let's say I, somebody sent me that email about, you know, from a real estate agent from Billings, Montana. And let's say I wrote that person an email response back, breaking down the idea. I could take that same thing, throw it in chat GPT and say, Hey, here's the question. Here's the answer. Learn from this and give me a video script. Learn from this and give me a tweet. Learn from this and give me an Instagram carousel. Learn from this and break it down into bullet points. I can ask for all of those. And you just have to learn some prompts. But what I'm doing is I'm using the treasure trove of content method. I'm using the questions that my clients are already asking me to create more content as opposed to me coming up with content creation. This is the number one idea to convert your boring work to sexy marketing for free. All right. Uh, literally, before you just put pause on this vid, uh, audio right now, go to your email and look at a question that someone has asked you. And that is the question that you should make your next content piece about. Maybe a blog, maybe an email post, maybe a LinkedIn post, maybe a reel, maybe a YouTube video. Our clients are giving us, our clients and our prospects are asking us those questions. Those are the questions that we should, we should think about. In fact, I'll give you a little side story. Every time you get a question from a client or a customer, right, uh, as what you should do is... Uh, when you answer that question, you should BCC your support team because what your support team is doing is they're constantly answering those questions. And whenever I'm answering questions, I want to make sure my support team knows about it so they can make a macro of it and use that in an FAQ article, et cetera. 
there's we spend so much time answering all these questions that it could be so easily repurposed as content and FAQs for our support teams that we can create insane scale in delivering great value to our clients. Additionally, if you're getting in a lot of questions up front, there's a good chance that you can actually utilize those in the onboarding and saying, hey, here are the 12 questions that our clients asked us in the first seven weeks, and then make that all a part of your onboarding. So their treasure trove of content is where look at the questions that you're already getting asked and utilize them. I know it seems boring, but this is the entire idea. Convert boring work into sexy marketing for free. That's number one, the treasure trove of content method. Here's number two, which is the tools without instruction method. All right. What I mean by that is imagine you got a chainsaw. Uh, imagine you went to Home Depot or Lowe's and you bought a chainsaw, but it came without any instructions. What would you do? That makes no sense. So, so I think a lot of our advice for a lot of our clients and our, and our customers and our prospects online is like we give them something. We give them a coaching program. We give them a service. We give them a product. But, you know, we don't give them instructions. And here's what I mean. We don't give them instructions. We don't give them instructions before they become clients, but they give them instructions after, right? So uh, if you're a financial planner or a real estate agent, you just say, hey, uh, let's sit down and talk about the you know, the five non-negotiables that you want when you buy your next home. And maybe you have a worksheet. Maybe you have like five questions to ask. Maybe you have a video. Maybe you have a map of your neighborhood. You have some of those things. Those are all worksheets, templates, calculators, quizzes, tools. Those are really, really great. And so you already have those, but giving those away without context is really powerful. So for example, you can write a social post and said, I just made a worksheet for my client to invest in multifamily, Right. Uh, I just made a worksheet for my client to figure out what is the best, what is it, what is the, what mortgage payment works best for them. I just built a worksheet for my client to figure out where they should buy their next home. Do you want a copy, right? If they did that, you'll get a lot of people that say yes. And now you're not doing any consultations. You're not doing anything. You're getting your, your, your prospects to raise their hand by wanting to download a resource. So all you're giving them is a worksheet or a tool or a calculator or a PDF or a guide or, or a set of questions or a Google Doc that you already have, that you already give your best clients. So if you just give them to, if you give your, the tools of your best clients to your prospects, I'm not asking you to give away the training. I'm not asking you to give away the consult. I'm not asking you to give away something paid. I'm just saying the tool that you have, if you just give it to your client, what does it do? What is it, what did give it to your prospects? What it does is it in, gets them more curious. They try to fill it out. They get stuck. And they, when they get stuck, they reach out to you and they're like, hey, Sharon, what do I do here? And now that allows you to come in and solve, a, be the savior, solve the problem, create the solution. And that gives you insane authority overall, right? Uh, it's super, super, super powerful. So the, if you have any tools in your business, like PDFs, calculators, tools, resources, worksheets, uh, questions that you ask, uh, a checklist, Start giving those away because when whoever downloads a, like if someone downloads my, uh, you know, uh, for the, my worksheet to buy, buy my, buy my perfect home in Laguna beach questionnaire, if someone downloads that you are pretty darn sure that that person wants to buy a home somewhere near Laguna beach. Like there is no, no, no normal person that is not interested in that is going to download that worksheet because it's too specific. And even if you only got one lead a day or one inquiry a day, it's a great inquiry. And that resource positions you as a massive authority that allows them to think about the world from your perspective. So whatever you say later, the sales is automatically on point, right? It's super, super powerful. So the, the tools without instructions method is great for you to use as marketing because it allows us to convert our boring work, which is a tool, a spreadsheet, a calculator, a quiz into sexy marketing for free. And here's number three. 
which are store using stories as parables. And and what what is a parable? Like if you if you look at scripture, if you look at the Bible, if you look at uh you know like the Bhagavad Gita, you look at other uh, cultural texts, you will see a lot of stories. And they're the stories, you know, they call them parables. They're stories that are real life stories that ex- that explain an incident and then pull out a lesson or learning from it. Right? That's what we should do. Uh, you don't want to just retell a client story. Hey, look at this client. I'm a real estate agent and I listed this house and I sold it for $150,000 over asking price. I'm amazing. Nobody cares about that. There is no learning. That is the gurus of the in uh, of, of the real estate marketing world trying to tell you to do things to make you feel better about yourself. So you do that. You're like, look at me, just beating marketing. I'm amazing. I did this. I sold this house. I'm awesome. But that didn't do anything because it's not a parable. There's no learning from it, right? The, the What we think is, oh, the consumer is going to read that and think, oh, Sharon sold a, Sharon took a listing for a million dollars. Sharon sold it for $150,000 over asking. Therefore, Sharon is a really great person that I need to hire. That like, uh, that, by the way, that's what the real estate agent thinks. But no client thinks about it that way. Our client thinks about, you know, oh my gosh, the market's going up. That's what the client thinks. A client doesn't think the agent did a good job. The client just thinks about it for themselves. That's what a client thinks. So what we should do is we should tap into that thinking. We should create more insight so that so that the learning and the parable, the learning and the insight, the learning and the story is associated with us as the person that generated that insight, that generated that learning, that generated the story. So we are held in ultimate high regard as an authority. That's the reason to do that, right? So never tell a story. To be, if you want to do a chess beating story, that is, it's called social proof. But you have to say, hey, here's what we did. Let me tell you the learnings from that. The learning is the most important thing because that's what they want. Everything else is a commercial-based marketing, right? They, they don't want that. They don't care about that. They think we're a commodity. Like They're looking for the insight. They're looking for the stuff that they can't figure out and Google on their own. That's the most important thing. So what does that mean? Every client interaction is a story. And and because you know why? All your target avatar has the same problem because that's why our best clients come from our best clients. So if you tell a story about someone thinking about selling their house, another person thinking about selling their house has the same question or probabilistically has the same question. So you want to make a video or a piece of content or a piece of marketing that outlines and shares the problems and that sharing of the same problem connects you with the client. But without, if you forget the insight, right, what it becomes is it becomes a brag piece. And if you think a brag piece is going to get you more business, you're tremendously mistaken. A brag piece makes you feel good about yourself, and then it makes you irritated that nobody else responded to it, right? What you want is you want a, a, a case study that showcases what you did, but brings pushes you to the background and pushes the results and the insights to the front so that the client can see themselves in your life. The client can see themselves under your care. The client can see themselves in your advice. The clients can see themselves hiring you because if you can generate an insight like that for them, they know that you are the right fit for them. Not because you brag that you did something, that you sold a home for over asking. Like nobody cares about that, right? Even though you think that it is because it makes you feel good about yourself. And the all the modern gurus have taught us, hey, here's a postcard that I sent. It worked really, really well. You should cut out my face and put your face on it and send the same messaging. Like there cannot be anything dumber to do. Do not do that. 
right? The reason is that people say you should rip off and duplicate. Do not rip off and duplicate anything because there's no context associated with that. There's no insight associated with that. There's no intelligence associated with that. What you want is you want to tell a story about your clients that pulls out the insight that you have so that other people, your best clients come from your best clients so your prospects can connect with that insight. We have to, the, when we start to forget the insights, that's when we want, like if you actually sold a home, if you're a real estate agent and you had it listing for a million dollars and you sold it for $150,000 over asking, this is, the, it, instead of saying, hey, uh, so another record price sold for $150,000 asking, which is what 99.9% .9 of real estate agents would do, that is the reason you don't get any business. Instead, if you said, uh, set a record price for $150,000 over asking, here are five lessons that we learned. That will give you significantly better results because people are like, wow, that's a brag piece, but they learned some lessons. Here's, let me look at those. That's the insight that you want because now they get connected to you, your insights, your authority, your expertise, because now you get to show the work that you do. You know why? Because your best ideas are inside your work. Your best ideas are not bragging about your work. I'll say it again. Your best ideas are inside your work. Your best ideas are not bragging about your work. Right, bragging about your work doesn't do anything. Bragging about a work is your is coaches and consultants and and folks in the industry trying to tell you to feel better about yourself so that you will continue paying them more money. That's what this is about. Since we all have fragile egos, people teach us to brag more. And the more we brag, the more we think we do. Oh, send out a success piece. Nobody cares about your success piece. What they care about is what you learn from your success piece so they can learn something about you. I mean this, truly mean this in today's modern marketing where you can humanize your marketing less with brag and more with insights. That's what brings out who you are, right? And that generates this hand rates. Hey, by the way, if you're a real estate agent anywhere in the world and you want my top trainings, uh, my top seven money-making trainings, by the way, I have nothing to sell you and you have nothing to buy and I wish I had something to sell you, uh, but there's nothing to buy. Uh, so I, I put together my top seven money-making trainings to give away to real estate agents around the world. If you want it, go to topagentpowerpack.com. Again, it's topagentpowerpack.com and you can totally get it for free. All right. So that, this, if you like any of this, you will like that. Let's, uh, let's take one minute to recap the couple of things that I did not share. All right. Number one, you want to convert boring, you want to convert boring marketing. You want to convert boring, sorry, you want to convert your boring work into sexy marketing. That's what you want to do. Right. Number one. Take the emails that you get and use it as questions for prompts, especially in your AI. Number two, give away, give away all your tools for free. Your, your calculators, your spreadsheets, your models, your podcasts, uh, your, 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 your uh, worksheets, your questions, your checklists, your PDFs. Give them away for free because the person that downloads them clearly wants something and is your perfect avatar. And number three, take your stories and your brag pieces and convert them to parables. Parables are the insights. If you don't have an insight, you don't have a marketing piece. You want to attract people with your insights because your insights get people to talk about authority, not anything else, right? That's the answer overall. That's the answer. So um, the reason people hire you is they hire you for your work, not for your marketing. Think about that for a second. The reason people hire you is they hire you for your work. When I, when I talk to a when I talk to a lawyer, I'm hiring a lawyer for his expert expertise. When I talk to a cardio surgeon, I'm hiring her for her expertise. When I talk when I talk to a real estate agent, I'm hiring him for his expertise. When I talk to a mortgage broker, I'm hiring her for her expertise. Yes, the marketing may get me in the door, but I'm hiring her for him or her for her expertise because your 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 best ideas are inside your work. Your best ideas are not about bragging about your work, right? So if you liked any of this. 
uh, do me a favor. Number one, just screenshot this episode and just tag me. Say say whatever thing you want, but just screenshot this episode and tag me because I have no idea if you like the stuff. Just screenshot this episode and tag me, and that way it'll help me make more of this for you. If you're in the if you're in a the service business and doing marketing in any way, please send this to your team. Maybe this is helpful to them because if they understand the treasure tour method, the tools without instructions method, and story as parables method, maybe they can utilize it as well. So screenshot this, tag me, and uh, that will help me make more of this for you in the future. I hope you enjoyed this, and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So, for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com, I'll see you there.